2: Hey, folks, we'll talk to the furniture guys here in just one second. But first, with the catastrophic rise in COVID cases this winter, we're all once again scrambling to buy N95 masks to keep ourselves safe until the vaccines arrive. And if you don't want to keep buying box after box of masks, masks that should go to frontline responders, I have the solution for you. Castlegrade.com masks are reusable, they're FDA-registered, and they're easy to clean and washing machine safe. Also, bonus it won't fog up your glasses either. These are the state of the art in mass design and perfect for the hopefully final months of COVID. Visit castlegrade.com, enter the discount code Stephanie at checkout for 10% off your first order. Link in the description under this show at bobseska.com. That's castlegrade.com and use the code Stephanie for 10% off. And now let the cartoons begin. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, December 16, 2020, and this is the interview edition of the Bob Seska Show and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. My guests today are my last guests of 2020 and two of the funniest damn people I know. The Furniture Guys are back. Ed Feldman and Joe Larario, hosts of the inimitable Furniture to Go on TLC and Furniture on the Mend on PBS back in the 1990s. You can follow their daily activities on their Facebook pages, and don't miss all of the old episodes of their show on YouTube, including the newish episodes of The Old Furniture Guys. Meanwhile, if you like what you hear today, please help support this independent podcast by subscribing to our bonus content at patreon.com slash show or simply bobseskashow.com. Okay, let's say goodbye and F you to 2020 with Ed and Joe. Well I'm so glad to have you guys back. Uh, you're my last guests of of 2020. so uh, first things first oh, perfect. Ed had a heart attack and bypass yes. surgery and it all happened in the I middle it. Of, it all happened in the middle of a pandemic. So tell us what happened Ed are you okay now and given all the circumstances, it's just incredible that you're still alive.
0: I am great. I am better than before. I've never said this before,
2: but there it should come out now. <laughs> Actually, we had a I had a heart
0: transplant. I got Stephen Miller's heart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so terribly sorry. Turns what... out he doesn't use his. Oh, my God. So what happened? What were you doing when that happened, and, and how did that process Kind of play out. I mean, is this something that was uh, part of your family history, or were were you just eating hamburgers all day?
0: Well, both. My dad had a heart attack and died when he was sixty-five. On the other hand, on the other side, they lived to be ninety. And my mother smoked thirty packs of cigarettes an hour and lived to her eighties. Wow! So you know, it's all a Mm crapshoot. But I blame it, like I blame many other things in my life, on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I was sitting down getting ready to watch Gangs of New York and figuring out what, when I could, how I could download it and cut him and that woman out of it. What the hell is her name? <laughs> I don't the remember. a weird looking
2: face. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. Uh, anyway. Yeah, was it Cameron Diaz? Leave I just
0: Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. But I was sitting down to watch it and the first scene, which is a great scene, which, yeah. you know, makes you love Scorsese. I started having pains in my heart, and I said, is this a DiCaprio thing? <laughs>
1: yeah. you Holy know, shit. Just
0: kind of waiting for him to come on, and me listen to him two and a half hours of trying to get an accent right. <laughs>
2: Back in the '80s, there was some story about a woman who used to see Mary Hart on Entertainment Tonight, and as soon as she would, she'd lapse into a seizure. Is this that kind of thing? Like you see Leo, and then suddenly Ed Feldman has a heart attack.
0: You know what? It's just he, we, Joe. He's gotten better. He's gotten better. (laughs) I saw Once Upon a Time the Tarantino. I enjoyed him very much. He's gotten better. I just wish I didn't have to watch him practice.
1: <laughs>
0: I got a bad pain. I called the ambulance. I went outside. I waited for him. They took me to a hospital. They put a balloon in me. They put me in a helicopter, which I could not appreciate because I was on my back. All I could see was a hunk of metal. Took me <laughs> that, to another hospital. Thought. Three days later. Ooh, Gina Lola Oh, uh, Really? Um, uh, three way. days late. <laughs> uh, Well, that's what's on television.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He texts me on what what he's watching.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. she's <laughs> naked. See? Oh my
2: 1950, god. Nineteen
0: fifty. Those Italians had their shit together, man. So anyway, they took arms. me down. They gave me a triple. They gave me a triple bypass. Wow. And lo and behold, six weeks later. It was like it never happened. Hmm. I felt better. I'm doing everything I did before, which, of course, because of COVID, is and was nothing.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: Right.
0: But I feel a lot better.
1: Jesus. See, I
3: had God.
0: a triple tequila. <laughs> and that's and that's the story. Out. Yeah, shit and it turns out a heart attack it it was the best time ever to have a heart attack during covid because i wasn't doing nothing anyway
2: (laughs) yeah why not
3: your busy (laughs) schedule no busy (laughs) schedule
2: yeah mate let that be a word to the wise (laughs) if you're gonna have a heart attack See, I would have thought yeah. that would have been the worst time to have a heart attack. Because are you thinking while you're on the chopper, while you're on a helicopter, oh my God, now I'm going to get uh, COVID too, on top of having uh, uh, an no, obvious heart attack?
0: I never thought about it. Hmm. And everybody was so together. You know, they're used to that. And of course, I was on not on a COVID floor. It wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And it was in September. So it was in the kind of relative lull between the sledgehammer of March and April and the shit we're going through now.
2: Yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm so glad you're okay. My God, what a harrowing ordeal. But, but um, at least, but at least you got a helicopter I, I, ride out of it.
0: I know. <laughs> I, I you know the last time that happened was uh, when me and Duval
2: went into that village.
1: You <laughs> played okay. that
0: music loud.
3: I got a splinter. Let me tell you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yes, did you have any near-death experiences this past summer, Joe? Please, please say no. No, no, nothing. Okay.
3: Nothing
0: like that.
2: Uh, Ed, did you see a light? Did you see a bright, shining light? Was Regis Philbin there waiting for you?
0: No, but I did see all the dead Star Wars characters in the lower left-hand corner. They were all fuzzy. (laughs)
2: So, so Joe, I noticed yesterday you posted a video of you performing the night before Christmas while channeling like an entire conga line of 20th century celebrities. In other words, you you read the poem in the voices of like Ed Sullivan was, of course, the host. Richard Nixon was in there. Schwarzenegger, which is my favorite voice that you were doing. And a cast of thousands. Is this like a family tradition (laughs) you perform every year or was that like a one time, one off performance?
3: I, I, uh, I did that when I was up in Canada and I was married to a Canadian. No. And I did, it, I did it as a treat for the family on a Thanksgiving. I see. And, uh, and my ex-father-in-law, who shall remain nameless, <laughs> uh, 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 suggested that, that we, we videotape it and you know get a crowd in. Yeah. So about three days later, I did a repeat with about 20 people in my living room. Wow. And I and somebody filmed that. So I was hesitant to put it up, but, you know, I said, it's fucking good. Who cares if she's laughing in the it background more than anybody? Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of it's great. Course.
0: Everybody <laughs> so, should so, enjoy it. Why should they have to come to the day room to see you do it live? Exactly.
1: Did, did so, it, uh, <laughs> so I
3: post that a couple of weeks before Christmas every year. For the past four years, I've done that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because
3: I've been out of Canada for four years now
2: well did December you uh, did you consider the fact that uh, in canada they're very very polite so maybe you you just got a favorable canadian audience i mean i thought it was great but i'm just thinking like
3: no i had a good audience yeah. it was made up of my, three of my stepdaughters three mm. stepdaughters and and a couple people that uh, were friends up there the rest of them uh, I won't name because I care not to remember them.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: And you know what? Besides, I, they came to I my house. I love Canada. They, they, I love Canada, too. The people are great. Yes. I love Canada. They're uh,
0: sweet and trusting, and you can really get over on them. Trump's gone there next, you know.
1: Yes. <laughs> You know, it's
0: just yeah. like Now I, he's going to fool them. You, no, I don't think he can.
2: Regarding Canada, you know, I hadn't intended to ask you guys this, but I'd love to get your take on one of the most popular Canadian things that are happening right now, which is the uh, the show Shit's Creek on Netflix or Pop, the alleged I, pop I network. Not,
3: I do not get Netflix. I don't. I haven't watched Shit's Creek, but I love Eugene Levy.
2: What about you, Ed? Are you yeah. watching? Uh, are you watching the Shit's Creek?
0: But I've been up there several times. Gene Levy is a genius. Catherine O'Hara is one of the greatest actors I ever saw. And his son does the most convincing gay character. But I think it's over the top a little
2: bit. And what about... See, over the top, I'm thinking everyone's saying that Chris Elliott is over the top on that show. But... uh, Well,
0: you know, Chris Elliott's been doing that character a long time. So he's really (laughs) good at it. (laughs) Yes,
2: he has. That's for sure.
0: But if I... If I may delve into some arcane nostalgia, which is, of course, Joe Lerario and my stock in trade. Really? The hardest, <laughs> one of the hardest I ever laughed at the, the Letterman show was when Chris Elliott was the guy under the stairs.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Every so often, he would lift up a trap door and, ber- and start to be nice to Dave. But then it would devolve into some real vitriol on the part of Chris Elliott. <laughs> one time he left, and often smoke would come out of the trapdoor. Chris Elliott said to Letterman, Mister, one day you and me are going to go round and round. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a Jimmy Cagney type evocation. Yeah, Buddy, you and me are going to go round and round. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, uh, little-known factoid, whenever Chris Elliott would be a guest on Letterman, Paul would play the uh, the R.E.M. song Stand. Do you guys know yep. why he would play the uh, R.E.M. song Stand whenever he'd appear, why Paul would play that song? Do you know that bit of trivia? No. Well, there was one. What was the theme
0: song for Chris Elliott's
2: show? Yes, he did a bit on Letterman one year in which he uh, tried to break the record for standing. Where he would just he had like a gym mat out on the stage, uh-huh. and he just he was wearing the warm-up suit and everything like that, and he just stood there. <laughs> and then of course he got a cramp from standing, and that was the, <laughs> the kind of the ongoing joke. Is he was just standing there, but then he ended up with all these injuries throughout. And I always thought it was that. I thought that's why he chose that song for his yeah. show on Fox and and so on. I thought that's where it all went back to. I don't know how we ended oh, up dude, on the uh, me Chris Elliott rabbit hole here. Well, I mean, along those <laughs> um, lines, what do you guys, I mean.
0: Getting I, all Letterman Misty now.
2: I mean, you both have, like, impeccable taste in television. So what are you watching these days? Because there's, like, a gazillion things. I mean, Joe, you don't even have Netflix. I don't know how that's possible, no. but what do you. I, I don't watch
3: anything. I have I have hundreds and hundreds of DVDs. I watch what I like.
1: There
2: you go.
3: <laughs> I, I watch old TV shows. I've I just been watching Burke's Law. With <laughs> Gene Barry. Wow, plus there's a lot of girls. Yeah, it's great. It's a great show.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: and great Grinnell, show. Uh, whatever great I show. want. Yeah, it was a fa- always. It was only on two years, I think, two seasons. <laughs> but I have both seasons. Uh, so two I, seasons,
0: I, I, and it went to Burke, uh, Amos Burke, Secret Agent. Yeah, that <laughs> sucked. That's right.
2: That's yeah, right. I didn't
3: like that at all. Oh I didn't my like god, that at all.
2: So Ed, so, what what about you? I, I, are you I, I mean, you're not doing anything during your day, so you've got to be watching just myriad like binge watching everything, right? Or no?
0: I got the Hulu baby, I got the Netflix, I got the Amazon, I got the Roku <laughs> right now while we speak, uh, is Alina, which is a 1950 Italian movie, one of the first movies with Gina Lola Brigida. It's in Italian, there are no subtitles or dubbing. Uh, wow. on, on this Roku channel, I am getting. But it doesn't matter. It's Gina Lola Bridget. And you know, their money back then, really big. It's giant money. <laughs> it's not worth anything. Right. 1950s, <laughs> Italy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big.
0: As big as Gina Lola Bridget is. Anyway, so that's, you know, I, I type in Sonny Tufts and I get all the movies he was ever in.
3: And wow. then I, I go and
0: watch one. But about Canton. Uh, so I'm having Canton's They have a whole channel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who needs subtitles, you, right?
0: Mexican movies in the '50s have the most wonderful color, <laughs> fabulous color.
1: Oh my God! You know, that's why yeah. right,
0: they're called pictures, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was just pictures.
0: watching the Gold Rush with Chaplin. So that's I watched the Gold film. Rush with Chaplin, and now I'm watching Gina and Lilla
1: Unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I have that on DVD. I have the Gold Rush. I have the, a lot of Chaplin. And I have Laurel and Hardy. Well, I have and new I got brand. Evan Costello. Uh, and I got the Three Stooges. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I have a brand new friend that I communicate with every day. It's called Amazon.
1: Yeah, there you
0: go. And every day I ask it to send me something, and every day it does.
2: What do you buy? And what are you, bu- Ed, what are you buying on Amazon all the time? What do you... What section of Amazon do you dig into? or Do they have a, like a wide variety of tack hammers and things like that?
0: Oh, are you kidding? I haven't bought a tool in 30, 20 years. Um, <laughs> did
2: you what? get the Benoit balls yet? <laughs> <laughs> they sell those on Amazon? Oh, my God. There you go. Sure, they, they sell everything. <laughs> Let me clue
0: you in, Joe. For men, you just need one. You just need one.
2: Yeah, but you might have a
0: partner
3: is what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) You just need one. There's your advertising (laughs) slogan, right? Ed Feldman's Benoit Balls. (laughs) You just need one.
0: For guys. (laughs) Uh,
3: Why is it Benoit Balls always gets a laugh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a crowd pleaser, that's for sure.
3: When I was about eight or nine years old, growing up in South Philly, my friend Billy and I, Billy from South Philly, we fa- he we found this catalog it was a, like a mail order catalog in an old in the schoolyard yeah. and it was like all this all this uh porn stuff you know and benoit balls we couldn't believe we started laughing we didn't even know what it was oh my but god it sounded funny and we brought it home to his father and his father is laughing his ass off while he's looking
2: Yeah. You know what? That was one of the most amazing things. When I first moved to Pennsylvania, um, uh, yeah. Not only for college, but then I, as we've talked uh, in the past about uh, when I worked in radio after college in Reading, Pennsylvania, I was always amazed oh, yeah. because all I got, I got lectured by my program director all the time about how conservative Eastern Pennsylvania was. And yet uh-huh. at the same time, there was like an adult store. There was a dildo store on every block. There was literally one like th- <laughs> three doors down from where I lived on Penn Street in down like Center City, downtown Reading.
1: Yeah, yeah, big yeah, dildo store. Actually,
2: yeah, so I was never without dildos. I always had a wide variety of dildos at the ready. <laughs> and I, you
3: could select. Well, from, yeah. I never
2: had to worry.
0: You know, <laughs> that's interesting because I was at Fantasy Island just last week. Yeah, which, as we all know, is the most famous dildo store, dildo store in the world. <laughs> being across the street from Four Seasons Land. Oh,
2: yes, that's right. I forgot about, how
0: could I have have forgotten about that? Bob, uh, we have to tell you, Joe and I are well acquainted with that little uh, strip of highway where Rudy the Melting Man made one of his valedictory (laughs) speeches. I'm sure there are more to come um, (laughs) across from Fantasy Island. It's yeah, a couple of blocks the from the yeah, and it's a couple blocks from the best barbecue place in Philly, Sweet Lucy's. Wow! It's also famous to me. Fantasy Island is as a place that can skee me out from a hundred yards minimum. <laughs> I've never, I've never been in there, yeah. but it is. It, it's it if Alfred Hitchcock designed an adult bookstore it would be fantasy island (laughs) it's in a single ramshackle home not attached to anything surrounded by industrial parking lots and it's just got that little yellow sign and it flashes and you just want to get by it as quickly as possible
2: it's it's the odor right it's the odor it smells like bleach and vulcanized rubber
0: (laughs) Had, I, I had call Lysol. it Lysol. <laughs> Lysol. Bob, Lysol and loneliness comes washing out <laughs> over the industrial landscape.
2: <laughs> yes, the unmistakable odor of loneliness coming from the adult bookstore. Yep. That's right. <laughs> oh my God! So I, the question is: How is it possible that Rudy Giuliani is still alive? Uh, how is he still sucking oh, air? He he
3: sucks all right. <laughs> I don't know. He. He, uh, he's an embarrassment. He got, the
2: Regeneron. <laughs> he's
0: yeah. got yeah, the
3: Regeneron. Yeah. He got the Regeneron.
0: You know, I just, you know who you remind me of a little bit? Don Cheech. Right before uh, 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 De Niro stuck the knife in. That's right. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you took the name of the town as your name. <laughs> Damn, that guy.
2: <laughs> oh holy crap! Yeah, I mean somehow these guys.
0: You're talking to a guy. You're talking to a guy who lives six blocks away from Corleone Pizza Parlor. Did Both. you know that?
2: Yeah. Wow. Corleone <laughs> Pizza Parlor. You, Francis Ford Coppola hasn't tried to sue them yet. What's the deal?
0: Well, you Imagine. know what yeah. I I and I swear on the souls of my grandchildren that i will never be the one to order anchovies
2: <laughs> oh god well I, now that we're talking about four seasons total landscape we got to talk about some politics here we'll get back to all the holiday crap here in just a second but is there going to be like a feldman lorario inauguration ball to celebrate one-term biff's unemployment i mean are we going to have a uh, Furniture guys uh, inaugural ball right before. I mean, uh, by by ball, I mean like a kegger.
3: I will celebrate the end of the year with some beers, yeah. But I'm not, uh, you know, not planning anything. Well, else. I think
2: it's interesting
0: that I believe again on January twentieth, just like what was it, November fourth or fifth, mm-hmm. there will be more newsreel footage of people dancing in the street
1: yeah
0: a lovely oh, cool. counterpoint to the to the fictitious tapes donald trump said he viewed of uh muslim people dancing as the towers came down in 2001 i think that's yeah. a kind of 20-year long-distance irony he said he saw those tapes they don't exist Bullshit.
3: yet yeah. when
0: his shit comes down and collapses there are actual live footage of people dancing and cabboarding. I think that's. Like- I
3: know. I know at least twenty people who are planning to have parties, which I hope to attend. Every one.
2: Wow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's
3: after the inauguration. It's a yeah.
2: celebratory occasion, that's for sure. I mean, it's kind of amazing we, we've we come this far. I mean, it's amazing that we've survived yeah. four years of this, especially this last year, which has been unbelievably horrendous on, on many different levels. And so getting to that point, getting to that January 20th point, it's got to be extraordinarily cathartic. So there's, yeah, there's going to yeah. be a ton of parties, and I can't even imagine the alcohol consumption that's going to take place. The, the night- uh, before and the it. night of, yeah.
3: Yeah. And if it weren't for the COVID right now, I mean, people would be celebrating in the streets right now.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm at the sh- I ain't gone. I'm staying in the house till I get my shot in March, baby. That's right. And then right. I'm going I, to every fucking bar, every bar that has a band in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny you mention that because I keep thinking about that, too. There was an episode of MASH. In fact, I think it was the final episode of MASH. I think it was the finale where they go around the OR and all of the cast members are talking about what they're going to do after the war is over, it's like, oh, I'm going to take the longest yeah. bubble bath in the world. And I'm going to have uh, Colonel yeah. Potter talks about dipping the uh, the corn into the hot pot. Right. And, and boiling yeah. the corn right there off the stalk and then eating it. So what are some of the things that in all seriousness, what are some of the things you're going to do once this is over? I imagine, Joe, for example, you've got quite a family. I've seen pictures on your Facebook and so on. Have you been able to spend time with them? And are you already planning to uh, get together with them after this is done?
3: Oh yeah, no, I don't have quite a family. Actually, most of my family is no longer around. I have a brother, a one, uh, my brother Frank, yeah. a wonderful sister-in-law, his wife Roe, and I have my son and yeah. his girlfriend, and that's about it.
2: Well, that's it. Well, God, <laughs> you know, my family,
0: my family is all inside.
2: Oh, that's yeah, good. Inside yeah, inside where? Inside where? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, some are in minimum, some are in medium, and some are in maximum. I, you know, and I can only see them on Sunday. And now, with the COVID, and you can, I can't see, I can't, you see, can't them at all. see them at all. The cell blocks are all shut down.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll,
3: I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, I, I'm at the shop right now. Mm. And uh, when when Biden won the election, I was I was running a, a table saw, and I turned the table saw off, and all I heard were horns honking.
1: Oh, wow. And
3: people were celebrating it. And here in Philadelphia, you know, restaurants are allowed to sell uh, booze outside a window, you know, on the sidewalk with restrictions, of course. And, uh, of course, I went over and I joined those people. There were about 15 of us, but we were, you know, at safe distances and uh, had some beers. So I'm sure a lot of that's going to go on as the the COVID uh, vaccines are distributed.
1: So Our work right? is not done. Right.
0: Our work uh, is not done. And ju- at, the, at, at the risk of uh, sounding controversial.
1: Uh, <laughs> which you never do, you what Ed. What I, that's so,
0: ha- it's such foreign wh- what territory. What I have been and will continue to do, certainly all through the vaccine distribution, which is, I, as I understand, recipients of which are then immune hmm. from getting COVID from even asymptomatic carriers who, for instance, for one reason or another, have refused Mm -hmm. to take the vaccine. So that being the case, I have been going on uh, Trumper Facebook pages and Twitter pages saying the following, and I do it daily, and I've never been flagged for it, although I have been thrown off Facebook a number of times. for calling Trumpers names on their feeds. And this is what I put on their feeds every day. If you love our president, you will not wear a mask. If you love the Republican party, you will congregate freely at bars and restaurants. And if you love Jesus, you will not take the vaccine. And in this way, I can help, people um, do to themselves by their own free will what is forbidden of me to do to them by law. Yeah. And I call it herd culling Kervorkian style. <laughs> if you people want to commit suicide, you Trumpers, you screw you Hasids, You Seventh-dayers, you evangelicals, you go right ahead. And in this way, we can make America maybe a little greater. There you go. I ain't shitting you, man. It's a dream come true. I don't have to kill them. They're killing themselves. I'm just suggesting it, and they're not flagging me at all. It's the perfect crime, Bob, and I'm... (laughs) I'm owning it, baby. I am fucking owning it, you redneck bastards.
1: There you go. Yeah. And it's, by, the way, there it goes. Uh,
0: by the way, by the way, uh, Leffler and uh, Purdue are against our president. Don't vote down there. Yeah. I'm just
2: helping. Too strong? (laughs) No, no, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I mean, if you're getting kicked off of Facebook all the time, which you are, you're doing something right. Make no mistake. There's nothing wrong with getting kicked off of Facebook for the reasons you... you. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Never
0: for what I just told you. I post that daily. They don't say shit because they agree with
1: me.
2: In fact, whenever you get back from Facebook jail, I always think, oh my God, I got to go find out why exactly Ed was in Facebook jail because it's going to be a great story. That's for sure. back now. He's
0: back back. now. It was bullshit last time. I called Trumpers pussies. That was it. I called them pussies.
2: And by the way, you know, speaking of Facebook, Joe, I'm just going to hire you to cook all of my meals from now on because, (laughs) holy God, that's all you, right? You're preparing all of these meals. There's like no two meals are alike.
3: I cook what I like. Of course it's damn
0: Bob. If
3: I didn't have cooking, I think I would have committed suicide by now (laughs) because... You know, I set a table for myself. I put a glass of wine out or whatever, and I make what I feel like making. What I was always accused of when I was up in Canada married to the Canadian, where she would say, all you do is think about food. But she liked everything I made, (laughs) you know.
0: So uh, So I, I I I just gained 35 pounds. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, i just but yeah I, mean, I like to cook i don't know I, how I that went south i don't know how that went south joe again i go back to the old uh adage that canadians are always nice and so you must have yeah. found the one canadian except person who, who... that's for her <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah that's exactly right that's exactly. for her <laughs> so I, was, I made a big mistake what can i tell you
2: and by the way, you know, I've been meeting to ask Joe, what's your connection with Rosemary Larario? I mean, she's one of my favorite Facebook my, friends, but I've never that's bothered my to ask in Law? Oh, that's your sister-in-law. That's okay. my
3: sister. When I when I when we were on the first time, she she called me and she said, I didn't know you were going to be on Bob Seska. <laughs> and i said oh yeah and then i told her the story how you called me one day back in the 90s
1: yes that's right no, remember, remember
3: we talked about that yes and yeah no she's ro is god bless her i mean she is like one of the most wonderful people in my life
2: so did she start listening to my show because you were on or is this just a complete no, no, coincidence
3: no. it was just a complete coincidence She's wow. been listening for for however long you've been on
2: oh that's incredible and,
3: uh yeah, so she's she's a diehard fan. Yeah, no, she loves it. And I see her post she puts Bob. on your about. Uh,
2: <laughs> yes, Ed. But,
0: excuse me. oh Bob, where are you, by the way?
2: <laughs> I am in uh I'm in Germantown, Maryland. isn't that exciting? Uh I'm actually no, it's about twenty I, minutes I, outside I, of DC. I
0: I know it well. I had fabulous sex there a whole for a whole weekend one time. <laughs>
2: hey, the claim to fame about Germantown, Maryland. Here's the thing to remember about Germantown, Maryland. They put the Department of Energy up here. And why did they put the Department of Energy up here in Germantown and not in Washington, D.C.? Because Germantown, Maryland is outside the blast radius for a nuclear attack. So that's why I have chosen Aww. to live in Germantown, Maryland. If the nukes start flying, I've got a better chance at survival. Thank you very much. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> I know, isn't it? Okay, we'll get back to the furniture guys here in just a second. But if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, I have the solution for you. It's called Better Help. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, seeks to provide professional help with ease. You'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. They assess your needs with a few questions and match you with a licensed professional board-certified therapist. Start communicating in under 24 hours, connecting in a safe, private, online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever is most comfortable for you. Anything you share is confidential, and if you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and easy to switch. They're more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash SexyLiberal. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health by going to BetterHelp.com slash SexyLiberal and receive 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash sexy liberal. In the spirit of holiday sharing, you know you put a lot of effort each year into finding the perfect gifts for special people. That's why you should send flowers from Bloomsy Box. That's B-L-O-O-M-S-Y Box for the holidays. Bloomsy Box are simply better blooms. Their flowers are sustainably grown on family farms around the world. You just place an order and your flowers are hand-picked and arranged at a farm unique to you. It's like sending a personal, one-of-a-kind gift. Bloomsy Box delivers their farm-fresh flowers straight to your door so they arrive weeks fresher. They pride themselves on great prices, a huge selection of artisan designed arrangements, no hidden fees, no endless upsells, and free shipping with a subscription. What more do you want? Whether sending a single arrangement or a subscription for someone special to receive flowers each month, feel confident with the quality offered by Bloomsy Box. Go to bloomsybox.com. That's B L O O M S Y B O X. Dot com and enter the promo code Stephanie to get 15% off. You'll also receive free shipping when you buy a subscription. That's promo code Stephanie at BloomseyBox.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. So what are some of the holiday traditions in the Feldman household? I mean, are there airing of grievances, feats of strength? Ed, what uh, what do you do as uh... a... <laughs> yeah, a lot of
0: good trying Yeah. Um, Not so much now. People saying, "What did (laughs) you get me this for?" You know, when I, when I, the years that I did that, we did do a big gift exchange with all of my Jewish family. Yeah, I got to the point where I would have to make an announcement before the gifts started being exchanged, Mm. and I'd say, uh, "Just a reminder." The proper response to a gift is thank you. That's it. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to say, what the hell did you get me this for? <laughs> Which is, is a more common response in a Jewish home than you might expect, or maybe exactly the response yeah. you expect. What the hell am I going to use this for? It makes you, the giver feel so appreciated. Yeah. Um, by yeah, the I way, tonight I will be participate. Uh, tonight I'll be participating in a in a tradition. My friend Lance Stingles, his real name, uh, a fabulous musician, uh, has his Nitrous Radio Hour spelled N Y T O R U S tonight at around eight. He'll be doing a lot of uh, hosting for various musicians. And at one point, he will play a song and say, you know, it's the Christmas season, and I don't know what Christmas is about anymore. Can anybody tell me what Christmas is about? And that's when you'll see me. And I'll say, I can tell you what Christmas is all about, Lance Fingles. (laughs) Then I'll say, lights, please. And then I'll say, "There and there were, in that country, (laughs) shepherds biding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord, as we all know, is we call it the Linus. The Linus speech, of course. It it has some kind of other source material I'm not familiar with. (laughs) But I I will be reciting that entire speech, which, of course, I can do by heart because I watch the Charlie Brown Christmas every year for 30 years, so I know it all by heart. So that'll happen tonight.
2: <laughs> Are you serious? Are you really going to do the line of speech at a, uh, at a show tonight?
0: Uh, a virtual show on Facebook.
2: Okay, well, perfect. That's good. I'm glad to hear that at least, that it's going to be, uh, you're not going to be in a giant crowd of people.
0: Past, no, I've been doing it in bars and concert halls for the last half a dozen years for various bands, uh, uh, friend, friends' bands of mine okay i've been doing that regularly of course the uh, when i had people over my house i would play my traditional christmas day uh, album and that of course is robert mitchum sings calypso songs
1: <laughs> <laughs> my oh christmas my god day
0: album and i make and i make jambalaya every year <laughs> see i'm just cuz i think chinese food with the jews is such a cliche <laughs>
2: I'm I'm just imagining like crotchety Ed Feldman <laughs> reciting that line of speech. It's just the perfect combination. You are the perfect person to be reading that speech and without any irony whatsoever, right? Oh, no, I do it completely
0: straight and reverent. It's perfect.
2: a great speech, man. Yeah, I love the Bible. It's full of great poetry.
0: It's all <laughs> bullshit, but most poetry is.
2: By the way, Joe, I was really impressed when I noticed uh, on Facebook you put a picture up of your nativity scene, and you have included, in fact, one of the... Uh, Larry. Yes, Larry Fine is part of your By nativity Larry, scene, yeah. which is not only funny, he, but also appropriately sacrilegious. So thank you and congratulations. Well, they they have not
3: found where they're going yet, so Larry's just saying <laughs> there, he's, he's standing there saying, I'll find this crib if it kills me. <laughs>
1: Well, God, see, see what, I what have most people
0: don't know, but very late in life, uh, Larry did uh, convert to Scientology. I don't know; not too many people yeah. know that.
2: I had no idea, <laughs> really. <laughs>
0: He said, who the hell is that guy who thinks he's the captain of the ship? He's crazy.
2: (laughs) I want film of Larry Fine meeting with his Scientology auditor and doing the whole thing. Don't they have like some sort of handle that you grab onto that signals how committed you are to Scientology? I want to see Larry Fine in that exact scenario. I can only imagine the comedy this yeah. shit. i
0: don't I don't want go I don't want go clear oh clear that's different
2: <laughs> oh my god well um yeah. this here this question's for both of you we'll, we'll start with Joe I mean, what's your favorite thing about the holiday season, and what's the thing you'd like to burn with fire
3: uh just about every christmas song <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I have I have no. I have no, when I see little kids and their, their looks of wonder, that makes, that makes me happy, yeah. but there are no little kids around me anymore,
2: oh, you know? I need to, you sound I like, have, Joe, you make it sound like I need to drive up there with like a fruit basket and a turkey or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no. no, I will make myself my food on, on Christmas day for yeah. myself. Maybe my son will come over, but, mm. uh. That, that's about it. But I have no, you know, I had for 20 years when I was up north, there was, there was a routine and there was familial things, but I, I recognize, you know, yeah. what they were and what I'm doing now. So I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. It's, it's about illusion.
1: Yeah, right, right.
3: <laughs> and delusion. <laughs> so uh, I, I really have, anything that I have is in my head. The memories I remember from when I was a kid, yeah. And, you know, that's that's all that's special. But, you know, I'm thinking about getting a little Charlie Brown tree.
1: Oh, that's Sunday. nice. Yeah. Because
3: <laughs> so, yeah. then Larry and the gang will have a place to go to, and maybe I'll even buy some lights. <laughs> but I'm not God. sure. The lights are the London broil, you know, one of one or the other. I don't know.
2: A very dismal mm-hmm. Joe Larario Christmas. There you go. There's the, That's the name of yeah, your holiday special. Yeah.
0: Well, as a well-known Jew, I have had the freedom, yeah, uh, not under uh, any kind of uh, obligation to do Hanukkah, which is a third-rate Jewish festival that was just elevated to complete with the juggernaut that is Christmas in this culture. Uh, I've had the freedom to make the kind of holidays I've always wanted. That's why the jambalaya. That's why the Robert Mitchum calypso songs. Mm-hmm. And um, so I I don't care all that much, and I've always been able to do what I wanted. So there's going to be uh, solitude and and alcohol and, and marijuana. Oh, and, <laughs> oh, I
3: do like yes. I do like uh, I do like uh, Christmas carol with Alistair Sim, the only one.
1: Oh right, I right. That yeah.
3: Christmas Eve, that's good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's that the only good. Absolutely, like
3: Alistair Sim.
0: Yep. My- my favorite part of Christmas has always been having sex uh, with those multicolored lights. <laughs> it, it just gave a really festive... Yes, now,
3: there's an image. But I
0: fixed, that. <laughs> yeah. I fixed that, and I put up those lights in my bedroom all year round, and I just plug them in uh, whenever, you know, I can inveigle someone into my home. <laughs> um, uh, but, and what do I hate about Christmas? Every other part. <laughs> all all those other parts.
2: Oh my God. Hey, you know what? I, I learned something brand new today, and this is a complete non-sequitur, but I learned today that the great John Aston is still alive. I made the terrible yes, he is. Th- yes, I made he this is. terrible mistake of saying the late great John Aston on Twitter and I got nailed by implying he's dead.
0: He's still alive. Can I make a collector's item recommendation? Yes, please. There was a TV movie made in the seventies with John Aston called evil Roy Slade. That is fucking hilarious. Um, Dick Sean is in it. Mickey Rooney is in it. It's a Western spoof. It's hilarious. Evil Roy Slade. Evil John Roy Slade. Astin, uh, is evil Roy Slade, and he's trying to go straight. And a Dick Sean is the sheriff named Ding Bell. And every time huh. he says Ding Bell, somebody says, "I'll get it." That's a good. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, the reason it's I... a great, great TV movie. Go find it, Roku baby, Roku. Well,
2: the reason it came up I is the reason it came up is because they're rebooting Night Court. For some reason. And and John Aston, I remember, oh, had yeah. one of the more memorable cameos yes. on Night Court. Yes. Yes. Right. And so they're doing that. Recurring. They're doing the Night Court Recurring. reboot. Recurring. It's crazy. I his tagline line was,
0: I'm feeling much better now. Yeah,
2: exact. Thank you. That's exact. That, you know what? That was going to be my next question. What was his favorite line? That is obscure. And I my respect for you, Ed, just uh, quadrupled right there. Thank you, baby.
0: Arcane is me. What
3: were you going to say, Joe? I was going to say I saw John Aston here in Philadelphia years ago when he did uh, his one-act one uh, performance of uh, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. He, play,
3: he played Poe on on in in the uh, Society Hill Playhouse, it was, or somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was. Yeah. But uh, he was great. He looked it. like Poe. Yeah, he looked like Poe. And he was in uh, Resuscitation and... Uh, you know, uh, 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 costume, it was quite well done, yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently, he he toured for a while with that. He and just, of course, Poe was uh, famous for here,
1: yeah,
0: so, endlessly the entertaining. Perfect, it was a yeah. perfect transmission, mm-hmm. uh, transmission from a big, Gomez to Poe. Yeah, he
3: had a big head like Poe, <laughs> 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 he
1: did.
3: and it, and those wacky eyes, you know, yeah,
1: oh, hell yeah,
2: he,
3: yeah. There's, there's only one Gomez Adams. I loved Raul Julia, mm-hmm. but uh, John Aston there's no, no
2: comparison. Absolutely not. He had a big head. Yet yeah.
0: yet, yet, Patty Duke was so small, you know? Weird. And yeah. here's <laughs>
2: me. I mean, one of the most legendary comedic actors of our time, and I'm remembering him for his cameo on Night Court. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, was, I was actually amazed to discover, because I used to watch the show, but I had no idea that it went nine seasons and won seven Emmys. That's kind yeah. of an amazing yeah. feat for a network sitcom, but that was kind of a heyday.
0: Yeah, it well, was, I it got was four words for the both. I got four b- words for the both of you. Yeah, I'm Dickens. He's Fenster. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, that was a great show.
1: Oh my God! Yes, John was, Aston did you ever
0: see that? And
3: Marty, Marty Engels, Engels. Yeah. Marty Engels, and John Ashton, 1962, I believe it was.
0: All right, yeah, that was they were men. We based our show on theirs. Yeah, yeah
3: that was the first how-to <laughs> sitcom.
2: That's right, yeah. and and, yeah. and, yeah. and they you, were handymen. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> regarding the—I mean—mentioning the show now, uh, God, I, you know, I everyone who's asked me is—you know—you're having the furniture guys on. Wh- what was so great about that show? And I, I keep telling them that it was the fact that you guys were doing a how-to show, but at the same time you were deconstructing how-to shows, you were satirizing yeah. how-to shows, while you were literally doing a legitimate how-to show. That's one of the most amazing needles that I've ever seen threaded, especially on a network like TLC or certainly PBS. I mean, that was really some subversive stuff that you were doing. And I hope people on some level recognize how smart that was.
3: Well, I think they do. We had a substantial following, you know, but it's just, you know, what the hell? The reality TV took over, and now you got uh, people singing with masks on, and you got to guess who the mask singer is. I can't understand that concept.
0: Yeah, me neither.
3: What the fuck? hey?
0: Hey, what the... cut it out, Joe. What? Did we did we not submit a pilot for the masked upholsterer just last week? <laughs> so shut up, man. We're yeah, on our yeah, way. Yeah we're on uh, our way yes and now is. at the end of the show it's done the yep. mask upholster and what did he upholster <laughs> grandma uh yeah. shit ed feldman taking off the mask
2: joe larario thank you both for being my last guests of 2020 is there anything you'd like to plug as we wrap up is there anything you want to promote here
3: yeah, I have nothing to
0: plug.
2: Okay, that's really I sad, John. I would like to I have plug no- something. <laughs> what do you have? Of course, Ed? I would kind of like nature. to plug.
0: I would. I would like to plug twenty twenty one. There you go. By March, since I'm old, I'm going to have my shot. Then I'm going to start going to the bars. We'll have a new president that is not insane. We will come out of the era of chaotic te- terror and enter. As is usual with a Democratic administration, the warm, comforting bosom of reliable disappointment, which will be so much better
2: <laughs> than the terror. And then everything is going to be fine. Oh, my God. Well, thanks again, Furniture for Guys. Twenty one. That's what I'm plugging.
3: <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank for you, me-
3: Bob. And ha- have a merry Christmas, all
2: right. Same to you, my friend, and thank you both we'll for, for making us all laugh—the laugh of all laughs. It is uh, especially now any so time, goddamn important. Anytime, any
0: place, anywhere, Bob. Take it easy. You're Quite welcome.
2: Take it easy, my friends. Bye, bye. See you, Bob. The holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving. Whether it's giving gifts to our favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with... Plexiderm Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon, and it's cheaper than a round of hot cocos for you and your loved ones. You can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free when you visit byplx.com/sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money back guarantee make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm visit byplx.com/sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout thank you